Hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared Souls Bared. I am Katie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking all about plays. Now typically Jill and I are very much musical theater people. We love a good Broadway show tune. We love, love a, a good dance number. Love tap. Tap yes. we love. I miss tap. Yes, I so much do too. But I also love a good straight play. I find them to be really refreshing and brilliant and even tear jerking. I cried the last 20 minutes of To Kill a Mockingbird. That could also have been because I I have no attachment to To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, it could be because I, um, I took a red eye from California to New York, immediately dropped my stuff off at the hotel. I don't sleep well on planes, um, or at all, really, like, especially in any moving vehicle, do not sleep well. Um, and then I had a standing room only ticket. So then I proceeded to stand for two and a half hours, but at the end, tears sobbing crying valid and i i mean it's an emotional emotional story so yeah i'm sure you're not the only person that did (laughs) oh i'm positive i wasn't it was also so cold that's like the coldest i've ever been was on that trip um like i think before that i think before that trip the coldest i'd ever been in was probably like 25 30 degrees and then there was a day on that trip where the high was 15 and that's 25 30 degrees um at night like that's a low of 25 30 yeah so when the high is 15 on one day that that especially in new york yeah especially in new york yeah that was that was a cold night. especially in manhattan because it's an island like mm-hmm. yep yeah so jill uh, what is your history with plays what are some you love because um, you read you read more plays than i, I do, do i love which reading is plays. more than zero because um, i don't read plays yeah. <laughs> or musicals for that matter. i um I love reading both. Um, I have a, I'm developing a hefty collection of plays and musical librettos because they make me happy. I love seeing them on my bookshelves. Um, but I, I don't know, like I used to, I auditioned for a couple of plays in my life. Um, obviously I never got any because I'm a dancer first, <laughs> an actor second <laughs> and a singer third. So like, I always was more of like a dancer than anything else. So I never really got any plays or musicals. Um, but I never really paid as much attention to plays until I got to college um, because my school does a musical every other year. So, cause we're not really a big musical theater program but we have a really nice just theater program. Sorry, in your um, high school or in your college? In my college. Oh. Okay. In high school, we did a musical every year um, because my high school, we had a really great theater program despite us being insanely underfunded because we didn't really have a drama program. We just had my French teacher was our like director for all the shows and she was like the drama club teacher. And then the English department was like the choreographers and like that kind of thing so like we were severely underfunded in high school but we put on amazing productions so that was really nice but in college I think yeah I think my high school was the same way we 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 did a we did we did several plays throughout the year but we only did one musical Mm -hmm. we did one play one musical every year so we did a play in the fall and then a spring musical um and then I got to college and we, we do a musical every other year. So our first, my freshman year, we did Oklahoma, um, which I didn't get to see because it was a weekend that I had like a ton of homework to, so I didn't get to see it. Um, and I wasn't in the theater department yet. Like I wasn't a theater minor at that point yet. Um, but then we were supposed to do a year in town last semester, which I wasn't too thrilled about. 
um, but I wasn't a part of the production anyways. Um, but now I'm not entirely sure what's going on with next semester. I don't know if we've moved here in town virtual. I don't know what's going on. No one really knows yet because it's still all up in the air technically. Um, so we do a lot of plays. I've watched a lot of plays since getting to college and like um, I've gotten to, I got to do an acting class. So I got to like perform a lot of things and that was really nice. So I, I don't know, I kind of have a weird thing with plays where I love reading them and I love like casting myself in them when I read them. So I tend, I tend to read plays where I can be cast in them. So like plays where I could find like a new dream role for myself. Um, but I love reading a play. There's just something about like sitting, cause it only takes like an hour to read. And so I love, it's an easy thing to do. Like it's just an easy, simple read. And I like that. Cause I'm not 12 anymore. I don't take books everywhere I go with me anymore. <laughs> So I love just sitting down and reading a play, like taking an hour and just reading it and doing nothing else. That's always really nice. And do you find it easier to read than like a typical book? Yes, because it's when I'm reading, I'm very picky about books. Um, growing up, I read anything and everything, but now as an adult, like it's harder to get my attention for a long period of time because I'm so scatterbrained and I always have like a million things going on. Um, but with plays, it's like you have that chaos in one like thing. So it's like you're reading where like a lot of times I'll read a play and I'll like pick a character and I'll like read most of that in my head, like in my head as that character. But then the other ones I'm kind of just like reading through. And so I love like the, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can read a play because I know there's, I have a friend that um, when she reads plays, she'll pick the character that she wants to play and she'll read those parts out loud and then just read the rest of it in her head, which I do that a lot of times as well, just because it's like, I don't know, it's a different way of doing things. With like a book, you can't do that. It's mostly narration, but like with a play you have pretty much all dialogue, which is something that I enjoy. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I- It's, it's also so easier hard. to visualize, I think. Because of the stage directions and the setting and how it tells you Yeah, like it's easier just to visualize it. I just, I- Exactly. But I like when you're reading the... a book, narration doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. I so desperately want to be the kind of person who can just like pick up a play and read it and then enjoy but I I'm just not like it's so hard for me to read books in general like right now I'm reading um Jasmine Gilroy's The Wedding Date and I or The Wedding Party I already she this is the third in this series I think I already read The Wedding Date and The Proposal and that's The Wedding Party and then there's another one anyway it's like and I read the first two just like so quickly this one I'm just like slogging through partially just because of like where my like mental state is at right now because this whole back half of the year has been really tough on me um but I so desperately want to be the kind of person who can just like pick up a play and read it I would and and recently I've subscribed to Broadway HD so that I can watch HD. yeah I find it but the thing is I don't know if you've you've had this same issue as well or if I, this is just something, the the act of going to a theater is so vastly different than watching something on Broadway HD. Yeah. I find that when I'm watching something on Broadway HD, I because I have the remote and I know there are more options, I am more inclined to just like switch to whatever's next. If yeah. there's like one part that I'm finding boring. So like- yeah. For example, the very first play I ever saw off-Broadway was The Portuguese Kid starring Jason Alexander, Sherry Renee Scott, Mary Testa. They filmed that and they put it on Broadway HD. I saw this show. This is a show that I sat, I was in the front row because I somehow got like student discount tickets by like lying and saying I was still in high school, I was still in college, which still do. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, (laughs) we're students of the world. Um, 
And yeah. so, and so, and also I had just graduated. Uh, anyway, I, um. It wasn't a complete lie. Yeah, no, it wasn't a complete lie. I, uh, so I, I sat there and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was the first time I'd ever seen a play in New York too. Like I've seen plays here in um, LA. Yeah. But it was the first time I'd ever seen a play in New York. And it was with like Jason Alexander, who I grew up watching on Seinfeld. And so I would, being there, it's right. more likely to capture my attention. And then this whole, the idea of like theater etiquette of like your phone is away you are focused, you're paying respect to these actors and the audience around you. Whereas when I'm watching and it- it's from so home, hard to do that. Yes. And at, at home, it is so hard to do that. Cause it's like, I'll just be like scrolling through Instagram while I watch something. Like I, the one I'll watch for whatever yeah. reason, the one I'll watch over and over again is Indecent, which is like a bummer of a show, but I love it. I haven't actually watched it, but it's been on my watch list on Broadway HD for ages watched it when they put it on um uh pbs when they mm-hmm. aired it on pbs years ago and then it toured and came to la two years ago no a year and a half ago so indecent i watched it the first the first time i saw it was when they did it on pbs and i was like okay okay sure 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 and then yeah. i i I they so then it toured and it came to LA a year and a half ago and I saw it with my friend Marcy and we were both blown away by it and and obviously being there in the theater with other people it's a different kind of energy and then I rewatched it a couple weeks ago and I'm like yeah I still I'm still really into this but then there are other shows where like I tried to watch the Portuguese kid and I'm like I couldn't do it I couldn't do it for whatever reason yeah. But then I think about, there are other plays that I'm like, I guess the kind of plays that I like are ones that, I don't know, they, they have a different feel. I like ones with a lot more movement. So I saw a curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and the way that is staged and it, it has a lot more movement to it and it's, it's choreographed. Yeah. It was beautiful. And it, it was fast paced and it kept up with my brain. Like I was able to pay attention to it for long periods of time. And I was like, perfect, love it. And then, then there's a show like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which also has a lot of movement. And that's the show I saw at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove to San Francisco to see that show. And I saw it with my friend, Olivia and, and, watching it it was like blink and it's over it didn't it didn't feel like your typical play because it had magic and it had movement and had choreography and it was so beautiful yeah and I thoroughly enjoyed it I think on Broadway HD they have I'm not sure if it's still on there because it's been a while since I watched it um but they had it for free for a, a while um pipeline did you watch that or have you seen it? I, I am, I'm not sure what Pipeline is. I, I don't Pipeline. know nearly enough about plays as I should. I really wanted to like- Well, this one I had never heard of. Plays. Yeah, I had never heard of this one until they announced that it was going to be like free on Broadway HD for a while. And I was like, okay, like it'll be on there. So I'll watch it. And it's about um, this woman who is a teacher. I think she's a high school teacher um and it's basically about like the struggles of inner city like (laughs) inner city public schools versus like inner city private schools or like inner city kids going to private schools um and so it's very much like a discussion on like black lives matter and and the school to prison pipeline thank you is that why it's called pipeline thank you yeah edit out my idiocy (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained and I'm so tired um but yeah so it's about the school to prison pipeline and it's um it's so good like it was honestly a lot of, like how you said you have the issue where like you'll be like on your phone or something like that like during it I didn't have that problem with this show there wasn't a lot of movement to it but it was so like it's mostly monologues like it's mostly this one character just 
talking and it was so interesting because it felt more like I was watching like a lecture than anything else and so it was really really interesting like it was actually really really good um and it was good information to have good like education for me so it was good I recommend it I remember when I was in I was either in the seventh or eighth grade I want to say eighth grade but I truly don't know it was one of the two we as a class took a trip to I don't know some local college I think um and we saw Diary of Anne Frank and I don't know why I don't know know. it was like we like the play of it and right and I remember it's like it's such a weird thing to see with a bunch of 13 14 year olds tackling something like that that, like that's a lot to wrap your head around like stuff like that is a lot to wrap your head around when you're given it in a situation like in a scenario like that like when I was when I was younger like we took a trip to DC I think it was like eight and we took a trip to DC and my mom was like thinking about doing the Holocaust Museum but then she was like no because she's like our youngest is eight and that's Mm. like not something that's gonna be beneficial for her because it's like that's a lot of information coming at you that's a lot to wrap your head around at that age and so it's like I think something that is really more beneficial for younger kids and younger people to learn over time like not throwing all this information at them because that's a lot of stuff that's a lot of heavy heavy stuff and so I think it's honestly detrimental to teach it all at once I think it's something you need to teach over time yeah and also teach it correctly because that can also be dangerous yeah and we had we I think so I'm assuming that we were in eighth grade and so by then we had already touched on World War II and the Holocaust. And so yeah. we went to this play and I remember we were there with a bunch of other schools and for whatever reason, the other schools were not taught like manners essentially in a theater, which I mean, I have different, and I know a lot of people have like differing thoughts on theater etiquette, but like, there were part like I just remember after the show somebody came out I do not remember who it was I don't remember if it was an actor or a stage manager or what and essentially said hey when you are in a show or when you're in an audience you have to be respectful especially when something is but then I think afterwards he like went to our school like went to like one of our teachers and was like hey your school is actually not the one doing it we just had to tell everyone because it's not right bad information to have anyway kind of like reprimanded the audience for the way they acted it was weird so weird I had I experienced something similar I saw the national tour of Rhett um, when I was in high school that was my first time seeing Rhett I had like the worst seats on the planet but like it was I paid for the tickets on my own and so like I was excited to be there but then this like school group sat in front of us don't take a group of children who don't know how to act in a theater to see a show. Teach them how to do it and then take them to a show because it was so infuriating. Like it was absolutely horrendous. I did, I, I, the thing is, yes. But at the same time, it's like when in a different kind of vein, having a reaction as an audience is different than being disruptive you know oh no they were being disruptive right but I'm talking about like they were talking and texting and being annoying like the entire time like not paying attention to the show at all so it wasn't even like I once had somebody answer the phone during a show like sitting in front of me during a musical number I don't remember if this was at Anastasia or at Aladdin it was one of the two, and the only reason it was, and because I saw those shows in the same week, and so yeah, it was like, and I remember where I was sitting in the house. Like I remember I was like house right, but I and I remember the person was like in front of me, and they like straight up answered the phone during a musical number, and I'm like, 
Mm. And they're like, I'm out of performance. And I'm like, just don't answer your phone. Right. Anyway. Oh my God, I hate that. Anyways, back to plays. So what are some of your favorite plays that you have seen? Or what are memorable ones, I should say? Um, I saw, let's see. Um, one of my favorite ones that I actually got to act out a scene from is the show is, it's not a good play, um, objectively speaking. I don't think it's great, but I really enjoyed reading it and I really enjoyed doing the scene that I did because I got to play a character <laughs> that, I don't know, I kind of related to it. I really, I just really liked playing her, um, but it's called Five Women Wearing the Same Dress and it's about like a bridal party. Like it's about bridesmaids who like hate the bride that <laughs> the bridesmaids for. Um, okay. And I believe that it takes place in like Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but the character that I got to play is kind of like this like hardened woman. And I feel like like I related a lot to her because she is very much like I believe in love so much that I don't believe in marriage. And like I do believe in marriage, but at the same time, I don't believe in marriage for myself. Like I don't think that I could ever be married to somebody. Um but I love love and I firmly believe in love in every aspect of the word. Like I just, I love love. Um, But she essentially is like this person that just is always giving advice to people, whether it's solicited or not. (laughs) She's always giving Mm -hmm. advice on like sex and love and relationships, even though she's never had a healthy one in her life. And so I really relate to her because I feel like that's absolutely me. Yeah, I think that's absolutely (laughs) me. Um, And so I loved playing it because it was like me, but on a whole nother level. And I always Mm -hmm. love like getting to read and like learn roles like that I always think that's really interesting um because my acting teacher said she was like it's easy to play a character that you can't relate to but it's hard to play yourself because it's hard to like really take a deep look at yourself and really play it in a way that's disconnected from yourself um Mm -hmm. so that one was a really interesting thing I got to do um but we also read, we also did a few scenes from, we all, the way my acting class was, was like the first scene that we did was a partner scene where we all did the same play. We just got different scenes from it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was The Butterfly Collection by Teresa Reduck, which there's a, there's a lot of controversy, like contra- controversy um, surrounding Teresa Rebeck and a lot of her plays from the era what? that the Butterfly Collection was because she was basically writing about women as women are <laughs> and people didn't like it. Like people, like she was very feminist about it. She was very like, I'm taking charge of myself. I'm being myself and I'm going to write about women as they are. And there was a lot of controversy in that um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But the Butterfly Collection was really, really interesting. Um, It's essentially like this family that's kind of falling apart, like low-key completely falling apart, which I always love like reading like messed up characters. Like it's not messed up. I shouldn't say that. Like they're characters that have turmoil, like have a lot of inner turmoil. and I love like, I love that play because the family was a mess. Um, the son was like a writer and his dad was a writer. His dad was like the super famous writer and he was, he had this assistant and the son was, who was married um, or in a long-term relationship, I can't remember, um, fell for his dad's assistant. They had an affair. And then you find out that the dad was also having an affair with the assistant. And so like, it starts this whole like chaos within the family. And um, I played, who did I play? I'll have to go back and reread it. Cause I can't remember if I played the assistant or the son's like partner. I can't really remember, but that was a really interesting. I really loved getting to perform that one. Granted, my partner wasn't, hmm. wasn't my favorite person. 
to work with. He was difficult. Um, same with my other scene partner from the five women wearing the same dress. She was not my favorite person to work with. And she was a theater, and like she was a theater major too. So like, that made it even worse. That like I was having an easier time with the thing. It was just like a whole thing. Um, and then a more notable play um, was Vanya and Sonia. Oh, hold on. Vanya, Sonia, Masha, I'm gonna Spike. I'm going to say it wrong. Vanya and Sonia and Masha and yes, Spike. Yes, I can't ever remember. I always like feel like I'm getting, yeah, like I always feel like I'm getting like the order wrong. Um, That's how I feel about Sonia like and Bob and Carol Spike. and Ted and Alice. I, yeah, like it's like so confusing. Um, but I got to do a scene from that for my monologue, which was really fun. Um, and that play was like not something I would normally read um just because it's more about older characters and I tend to read things and I like to watch things with like characters my age or a little bit older so that one was a that one was I really enjoyed it like I thought it was fun but it's also more comedic than I'm than I like like if I'm reading something with comedy I like it to be a little bit darker comedy when it comes to plays anyways with musicals obviously I love like straight up comedy but love a romp <laughs> yes um i feel like i don't know i so vanya and sonia masha spike that one i feel like has a lot of like i feel like people like that show i feel like that one got great reviews yeah i think it won um, the tony for best play i'm not sure that it was i can't remember but i um be, the first time I ever really like considered seeing plays I was interning for Center Theater Group here in LA and uh, we were we had access to free tickets and so in my 10 weeks there I saw I saw like six different shows and a bunch of plays so I saw Appropriate by Brandon Jacob Jenkins which was mind-blowing it he's was great so he's, good he's a great playwright it was so good and then I saw um the Christians by oh my god I think it's Lucas Nath which I don't remember much about that show um and then I saw Straight White Men by Young Jing Lee which there is again that's a thing I saw and then I also saw like three different musicals in my time there. So I saw Sound of Music, uh, this show called Kansas City Choir Boy, which lasted about 58 minutes and it starred Courtney Love and Todd Almond. And it was written by Todd Almond and it made no sense and it was insane but it was also one of the wildest experiences I've ever had at a theater truly truly wild um and then I saw Bridges in Madison County but that was the first time I was ever like oh let's see let's see a play and that really opened my eyes to seeing more plays um and then in college I think I had to see a play or two um I think I saw um a Noise Within's production of Antigone. And then I saw my college's production of Claiborne Park. So, you know, more ex- more exposure to plays. It's fun. They're great. Love it. Um, but yeah, so that's the first time I was ever like really exposed to more plays. And I, I want to be the person who who is well-rounded in their theater. So I want to see more plays and I want to see different and weird kind of like immersive musicals. And I wanna see opera. I wanna be exposed to performance art. Like I want to, I want to, to have it, not have it all, but like, un, like, you know what I mean? Like be a part of yeah. it. Understand. Yeah, in the same way. Yeah. Be well cultured. Yeah. I'll say. I don't know, I, I just, I can't, for whatever reason, bring myself to read plays. I um, I'm really excited because next semester I'm taking survey of drama, which is literally weird, just like reading plays and like 
analyzing them and like digesting them. I'm really, really, really excited about that. Um, but I took theater aesthetics because that was like a class that you had to take um, for majors and minors at my school. So it's essential. I don't really know how to describe aesthetics. It's kind of like the fundamentals of theater, but like beyond what you learn in like theater 100 type of a thing. Um, so like it kind of goes deeper into the stuff that you learned in theater 100. Like theater 100 is like the basics of theater. <laughs> and then like aesthetics is like going deeper and learning more about those things. And we read a few plays and like digested them and analyzed them and everything, which was super fun. But one play that we read, I have this weird obsession with it. Um, it's not like an old one though, it's newer. I have it with me because I love rereading it. Um, but it's Disgraced by Ayad Akhtar. And it is so fun to read because it's so short. Like it's honestly like one of the shorter ones that I have. Um, but it's like, I love reading about couples. So like Dinner with Friends, <gasps> sorry, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so like Dinner with Friends is another one of my favorite plays. Um, but Disgraced is like these couples who end up not know it like these people don't know anything about each other at all like they thought that they did um and I love reading stuff like that like I always just get really invested in things like that um but Disgraced is really interesting because it talks more about like culture collision and um people adapting to like a white person who's dating someone of a different race or ethnicity or culture um, and the way that they kind of grasp onto their partner's culture and not necessarily appropriate it, but kind of identify with it and kind of take it as their own in a way. Um, and I always think that that's a really interesting like psychological thing that <laughs> happens that not, like a lot of the time, like that's not even, that's something that happens all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And so it discusses that a lot, which I always find really interesting. So I loved it for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I I would I can't wait for theater to come back so that I do have the opportunity to see more plays. I think the last play I saw, Uno, I don't know if that can, that's considered a play or if it's considered a musical. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice by the new, I think it was the new group that did it. There was definitely singing in it. I didn't know but, much about that one. Yeah. Was it a it play with songs? Like how I think jukebox musicals are? I don't, I don't know. Cause it was Duncan Sheik that, and, and I don't know if it was considered a play or a musical. People, they sang, but I didn't feel like the songs carried the story. So as a play songs. Yeah, but I think they may have built themselves as a musical, but oh well. Who knows? Um, I don't. If not, then the last play I saw was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2. Which I think, regardless of everything that's happening with Harry Potter, I think that those are good shows I don't know if they, they didn't need to exist but visually and what and the theatrical experience around it I think are I think it's great yeah I but they definitely didn't need to exist I can't have an opinion because I don't know anything about Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Fair. read any of the books I haven't seen I saw like the Fantastic Beasts movie like the first one because I took my friend for her birthday present like I took her to see it um I didn't really pay much attention uh <laughs> I only saw like the 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 like Harry Potter movies I only saw yeah. those I read the books once and then I said I guess I'll see the play because I, I want it won the Tony yeah both I remember that year both um both plays that won a uh, new play and revival of a play are both two-parters. So it's like, if you want to see 
tone, the two Tony winning plays prepare to spend about 12 hours at a theater. Right. If you want to see them both. Cause right. Harry Potter, Harry Potter is about five hours combined. And then I think, isn't oh my God. Isn't Angels, isn't Angels in America like seven or something? It's a, like long, it's a long, like one. it's because the <laughs> the book for it is about this big. Oh my god! That's and then, wild. like, this is Frankie and Johnny the Clairvoyant. <laughs> <So, laughs> if that, and then like, disgraced is even smaller. Like, this is disgraced, and this is Frankie and Johnny the Clairvoyant. Like, disgraced. And you've read, tiny. you've read other um, Brandon Jacob Jenkins plays haven't you i read i read one i read um gloria which is about a shooting in an office place it was honestly terrifying to read but it was really good it was really well written how many acts was that gloria is only two because mm. appropriate is three it was like oh, you had to prepare for about three and a half hours of theater if you were going to see that show right Right. Maybe not I three also and a half. Have... Well, I guess with intermissions, it was like about three and a half. The other day, um, I went to Half Price Books, which is where Maybe I get a lot of plays because they're cheap there because it's Half Price Books. So this was like $3. Um, I got Betrayal because I wanted to see this on Broadway, but I couldn't afford it. Um, and I didn't really, I just like didn't get a chance to. Um, but this like, this book was bigger than I thought it was going to be. But at the same time, the dialogue is so spaced out. <laughs> I'm like not surprised at how like thick the book is. And there's a lot of pages that are literally just like a blank page with like a year. So that also is part of it. But yeah, like it depends. I prefer reading like the acting edition of plays just because it's a lot less like a novel and it's a lot easier to get through. Um, but, like, I spend a lot of time on Concord theatricals and dramatist play service, <laughs> things like that to get plays. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like reading just about any play that I can get my hands on. Like, I'm not super picky when it comes to plays. I definitely have, like, my preferences. But at the same time, I'm not, like, I don't go for one thing over another. I Something. Just, what's your favorite? Hold on. What's your favorite Shakespeare play, though? I'm always interested to know what people's favorite Shakespeare play is. I feel garbage that I don't know much Shakespeare. Um, I think the only three, four ones that I know are Romeo and Juliet, Julius Caesar, Hamlet, and Othello. I think those are the only ones that I like know what they're about um and then yeah. the other ones I know um are through the 90s uh teen movie versions of them so I know that Taming of the Shrew is 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You um and I love that movie yeah. um <laughs> yeah so if I had so I would if I had to add that to it I would say Taming of the Shrew <laughs> but I haven't actually valid read it. I just valid. love 10 Things I Hate About You I so I saw um, the National Players production of Othello um, because they came to my school my freshman year of college. Um, so I got to see that, which was amazing. It was such a good production because it was very, it was very modernized, which is what I love about. Um, so I have different. I'm so hypocritical when it comes to Shakespeare because I love a lot of like the ideas of Shakespearean works, but I don't like Shakespeare himself. I don't trust him. I don't believe that he actually existed. I have a lot of things that went into a research paper there's that a, I had to write. <laughs> there's a there's a podcast I started listening to today called Our Fake History, and there's a whole episode on Shakespeare, and I haven't listened to it yet, but I heard the guy kind of talk about it on a different podcast I was listening to, and so I'll listen to it, and then I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. About, because I recently wrote a research paper about, like, if Shakespeare actually wrote his own works. I literally titled it, Was Shakespeare Fraud? 
I was very proud of that title. Um, but I watched I watched a lot of Shakespeare in Love while I was writing because it just got me in the mood. Um, because Shakespeare in that movie is very attractive. <laughs> they really did that. Um, Who played him? But I. Oh God! Don't ask me that. Hold on. I know it's Gwyneth Paltrow, but I don't know who. Yeah. So I watched that movie when I was younger, but I'm pretty sure I watched a censored version of it. I was oh, you didn't the see first the part time we watched it. Topless. Right. So like the first time I watched it for the first time since I was like younger um, was a couple months ago while I was writing my paper, and I was like, I don't remember seeing Gwyneth Paltrow's boobs this much. Like I was like, did I watch a censored version of this movie? And it turns out that I had. Um, but let's see, Shakespeare in Love. Joseph Fien. Sure. If you yeah. say so. He's he's fine. Um, respectfully, he is fine. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't want to objectify him because he's also a very good actor, but he's very good to look at. I like looking at him. Um, but I have this weird relationship with Romeo and Juliet. I love Romeo and Juliet. And anyone that meets me thinks it's just because I'm like basic and I'm like, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Like, no, that's not why. <laughs> it's not like because it's Romeo and Juliet. I have this long-standing history with the story and I have always just been obsessed with the story i don't know why Look, if it wasn't if it wasn't it a good is. story it wouldn't have been produced so many times it wouldn't have been adapted into so exactly many different it's obviously a story that resonates exactly. with a lot of people the idea of star-crossed lovers is very like like it resonates right and so i think it's because like growing up i watched a lot of west side story um <laughs> and West Side Story has always been like a huge part of my life and so I have always just been so fascinated with the story of Romeo and Juliet in like any capacity I can get it. I don't like, I will say this though, controversial, I don't like the Baz Luhrmann movie. It stresses me out, like it gives me horrendous anxiety. it, It gives me the ick. Yeah, like it's like I don't like watching it. Like, I I don't like watching it. I'll watch any, pretty much any other Baz Luhrmann movie. I don't like Romeo and Juliet. Um, but I, I love reimagined versions of it. <laughs> like this is I love such... reimagined versions of any classic. Right. Hence and why so, I love 10 Things I Hate About You. Right. And so I <laughs> love, this is such like a stupid obsession of mine this is such a low-key obsession of mine like you only know this about me if you really really know me and have been around me a lot I love Nomeo and Juliet (laughs) (laughs) like you have no idea how embarrassing it is for me to admit that right now I love that movie I think it is so good write a song for that movie Elton John yeah yeah. yeah yeah i love that movie that movie is i've never so seen it good for no reason it is so good for i didn't see sherlock gnomes i had no interest in it because i was like nothing is that the same universe yeah it's a <laughs> did they try to make them did they try to make them like the minions or like the trolls <laughs> yeah but like the gnome universe should have been so much more popular than the minions because it's so good um but no and Juliet the cast is stacked the music is so good like everything about it is so like that movie has zero right being as good as it is for an animated <laughs> movie about gnomes <laughs> it's so good I love it um but I love like any version of Romeo and Juliet that I can get like so much so that I was at Half Price Books today looking for Gossip Girl on DVD and I went over to the drama section, which I always do when I go there. And I was looking for like any plays. I almost picked up Lobby Hero because I've been meaning to read it. I just like, but then I didn't get it because I saw this other thing I wanted more. Um, but so like I was going through the drama section and I saw this book and I picked it up just cause like, 
it's way over there. I was going to grab it, but it's way over there. Um, the title was interesting. I always see anything that says the word love, and I'm like, mm, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what is this? And so I grabbed it, and I looked at the cover, and the cover was Romeo and Juliet. So I was like, I have to buy this. I don't care what it is. I have to get it. And then it's like, it ended up being like a book about, like a poem book about love. Like, it's just all these poems about love. And I was like, I have to have this. So it's just like timeless love poems, like from Shakespeare and other people. Like it's just so many different poets. That's cute. Have you seen um, about love? And I was like, this is fun. Have you seen the Sex and the City movie? Yeah. Is that the same book that like Big gets all of his letters from? The emails he sends Carrie? Honestly, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to go rewatch it though. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it and I'm going to see if it is. Cause that would actually be really funny if it was. Um, but yeah, so I have this weird relationship with Shakespearean works where I don't believe in Shakespeare. I don't believe that Shakespeare existed. I don't trust it, but I love so much of the adaptations of his work. I love so much of the universes that were built in his plays the royal his because you don't you're still not entirely sure it was the one person right and so like it's just a freaking crazy mess um but it's always so funny because yeah so I don't believe Shakespeare existed but I love like Christopher Marlowe I love like a lot of the people that were in the same era as him and so I firmly believe there's a lot of theories about who actually wrote Shakespeare's works I think it was a lot of different people that it wrote was these plays I don't know if I trust that theory okay I don't know that theory is kind of weird to me I don't know I didn't write a whole lot about it because it was just I read a lot about it and then I was like I don't trust this <laughs> like I was like <laughs> I feel like this person's just trying to get a payday. I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the Christopher Marlowe theory um, and the Edward de Vere theory. But the Edward de Vere theory, I don't think holds up because the timeline is messy. But I think it would be interesting. I want to read, I want to watch the movie about Edward de Vere. Um, I can't remember what the movie is called, but it's literally about like him having written all the Shakespeare stuff. So I need to re- watch that a bit. I need to get into Shakespeare. Shakespeare is so fun to, like, learn about. Yeah, see, the thing is, I feel like with plays, I'm so much more interested in, like, the history of them and, like, the history of theater than yeah. I am into, like, I think I love the history of theater the plays more. plays themselves. Like, um, yeah, almost more than I love the plays themselves. Yeah, like, I'm kind of the same way where I just, like, I love learning all about the history of it all, which is why my theater history class, I took the wrong theater history class and I didn't realize until it was too late. (laughs) (laughs) Because I took the one that's, like, up until, like, 1816 or something like that, and I meant to take the one that's, like, 1800s on, and so I took the one with, like, all the stuff I didn't care about. I was like... (laughs) hate those um but we did get to talk about like Shakespeare in England and Elizabethan England and all that stuff so that was nice but yeah no like I highly recommend like learning more about Shakespeare because or not even just Shakespeare but like the Shakespearean era of theater because it's all very very interesting so gonna have to do that rewatch Shakespeare in Love if you have to so good that's actually a really good movie. I actually really love it. <laughs> I've where's seen it, it like eight times in the last three months and I'm obsessed with it now. Where's it, where's it streaming? I think I watched it on Hulu. Oh, ooh, Hulu. Yeah. I also um, found out Into the Woods is on Hulu and I lost my mind over that last night. So I watched it on, it. Why is it not on Disney Plus? It's because it was on Hulu and the contract didn't end until the middle of this month. So... It's being Mm. put on Disney Plus on December 18th. Okay. Exciting. Exciting, exciting things. We love plays. We love theater. We're excited. Things are happening. Um, 
because we filmed, I keep saying filmed, because we recorded two episodes this week. So we're recording both of both this week's and last week's on December 4th. So this podcast will come out after both or after the Grinch, um, the prom, and when is me watch the Grinch, everybody. That's and my biggest issue. When is um the NBC night of Broadway? That's also um next week so oh my goodness so all of these things are happening uh so we'll talk about those next week so fun fun things exciting things all all wrap up so please 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 rate review and subscribe to this podcast we would greatly appreciate it also in case anybody doesn't know there is a video portion of this podcast um available on youtube but you can always uh, listen. We love our listeners. Uh, We're very excited. Jill, where can people find us? On Instagram and TikTok, we are at Thoughts Shared Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Thoughts Shared underscore. And if you'd like to follow me, I am on TikTok at Katie Fornia. And then I am on Instagram at Complete Katie. And I am at It's Jill Hayes on all platforms, every social media. Yeah. So catch us next week when we talk about all of the things about the media, the, all of the media that's been released. We have the, the Grinch. Media we have the, the Grinch. We have NBC's Night of Broadway. And we have the prom. We might just like make the prom its own podcast actually honestly i would i think we should because we have enough opinions about it without having seen it i mean i've seen the pl- the musical i love the musical so no i mean without having seen the movie we have enough that's opinions true. About it without having seen the movie. that's true that's true all right thank you so much for listening and you'll hear us next week goodbye bye